Animal Gear. Written by Drew Scott. Planned by Sakai Dozier and Jordan Buckingham. Narrated by Sakai Dozier. Act 1. Scene 1. It's early morning. The sun is barely coming up on the capital city, Belo Fortaleza. The city is quiet. Few people are up and about. Quetzal and Diego are walking down the sidewalk. Quetzal and Diego are each pulling a wooden coaster wagon, which are filled with medium-sized wooden boxes, and the wagons are visibly heavy. Diego's wagon has twice as many boxes, but the body posture of both shows they are both working equally as hard. The docks are fading into the distance as they walk downtown. Thanks, kid. The other waiters hate grocery shopping. Bunch of lazy asses. Katzel yawns and then says, Oh, it's not a problem. If we didn't stock up now, the cafe might run out tonight. And I needed some parts for my inventions anyway. Right. Glad I can always count on you. You know, that Mancy heat gear you invented is kicking ass. I've cooked the best steaks of my life with that thing. Suddenly, Diego's wagon gets stuck in a crack on the sidewalk. <laughs> Diego yanks it at once, and it doesn't budge. He gives it another tug, and manages to get the wagon loose. They keep walking. You know, your next invention should give me super strength. That'd help. Quetzal gives a nervous laugh. <laughs> Uh, like an Ogmagus spoken up? I've thought about it, but I'm not sure how to do that. Yet. I might be close, you know. I just finished another invention. Artificial aether aloe. It can be produced in mass quantities, so young magnates can practice more often. I've, I'll meet some merchants this week to sell it. That should bring in some income for the restaurant, too. <laughs> well, I'll be... You're really getting somewhere, aren't you? Honestly, though, the heat gear is a lot more useful. Why not sell it instead? Uh, oh, it's, uh, it's just a prototype right now. Someone could really burn themselves if they aren't careful. Eh, it's the same with anything. Well, someone could drown in a cup of water if they really tried. I, I suppose it's not about what tool you have, but how you use it. Quetzal rubs his chin thoughtfully, then stops walking because Diego is looking at him, holding in a laugh. When they make eye contact, Diego gives a hearty laugh and pats Quetzal on the back, relatively hard. Quetzal's laughing, but he's unsure. <laughs> what? What did I say? Kid, you're so damned innocent, I swear. They keep laughing and chatting as they go. They pass by a dark, spooky alleyway. The camera zooms in, and then transitions into an apartment on the second floor. There's no furniture besides curtains around the windows. There are two windows, one covered with curtains, and the other is open. The door to the apartment is closed. There's a wind talker, sitting at the table inside the apartment, waiting. A second empty chair also is near the table. The wind talker's ears are twitching. 
He turns as the door opens, and Jaeger walks in. You're late. Very late. I was being followed. <laughs> I lost them before I came here. There's more noise at this hour. It will be harder to hear your instructions. Jaeger shrugs. Every second counts, then. Get a move on. The wind talker sighs. He gets up from the table and walks to the open window. He leans on the windowsill with one hand and cups the other around his mouth. He takes a deep breath, and then the curtains are pulled toward him for a brief moment. He whispers a few words inaudibly, and the curtains are pushed back like a strong wind has just pushed them away from the window. Jaeger takes a seat and waits. He is resting his elbow on the table with his chin in his palm, looking at the wind talker. The wind talker is leaning on the windowsill with both hands, eyes closed, ears twitching in the wind. They wait a few moments. What's taking so long? Shh! Is he even here? Yes. Jaeger opens his mouth and shuts it again. After a few moments, the wind talker leans back, then walks to the table and sits down. He leans close, across the table, and whispers into Jaeger's ear. First, he says, you're late, and he's not happy about it. Jaeger sighs, his chin still in his hand. Second, he says to be more careful about being followed. This operation is vital. Jaeger makes a displeasurable expression at this. The wind talker continues. Third, he says this is a demonstration only. No violence, no killing. Timing is critical. Change will never come to South America, especially Brazil, if you screw this up. Jaeger frowned. That's it? The wind talker nods. Well, tell him he can trust me. Change is exactly what I want. The wind talker gets up and goes to the window. Again, he takes a deep breath that moves the curtains inward, then lets out an inaudible whisper that pushes the curtains away. He leans on the windowsill. Suddenly, the talker flinches, like he heard a sound. Jaeger sits up straight. There's a thud from downstairs, footsteps, and muffled yelling. It's the police! You were followed! Jaeger gets up. We gotta run, then. Is there another way out? The wind talker shakes his head. Just the way you came in. Jaeger looks up at the curtains, then at the chairs. He quickly picks up a chair and jams it under the doorknob. Then he walks to the window and yanks the curtains down from them. Then he looks to the other window. Can you tie a knot? The wind talker shakes his head no. <sighs> Fine. Check the ground outside. Make sure the cops aren't out there. Jaeger quickly ties the curtains together, end to end. The wind talker leans out the window 
for a moment and looks around. Yeager approaches the wind-talker at the window with his bundle of curtains. Looks clear, the wind-talker noted. Good, Yeager replied. I'll tie this around. No, the table's too flimsy. Nothing here besides... Jaeger ties the curtain rope around his waist. Climb down. I'll hold on. The wind talker balked at this, uh, balks at this suggestion. You sure? How will you get down? There's a loud bang on the door. From behind, a Matamachus calls out. Open the door! It's the police! We know you're in there, Jaeger and Menace. Jaeger turns to the wind-talker. I'll think of something. Growl! Jaeger tosses the end of the curtain rope out the window. The wind-talker climbs out of the window and down the rope. Jaeger braces against it with his arms and legs. Jaeger begins to sweat and visibly strains against the weight of the wind-talker. Good grief! What does he eat for lunch? Frogs? Jaeger takes a deep breath and flexes. His muscles bulk up and his clothes tear a little. Then he grasps the curtain with one hand and holds it easily. After a few moments, the windtalker is safely on the ground. The windtalker waves up to Jaeger. There's another bang at the door, and the door cracks a bit. Jaeger looks around and sees the curtain rod above him. He reaches for it, but hesitates when there's another bang at the door and splinters scatter on the floor. Jaeger thinks to himself, If I climb down now, they'll see me. I'll never hear the end of it if I get followed again. Jaeger unties the curtain rope around his waist, then tosses it out the window. He then closes the shutter. Outside, the wind-talker looks up with surprise as the curtain falls to the ground and the window closes. He nods with a grim expression and runs away with the curtain in a bundle in his hands. Back in the room, there's a loud crack as the door flies open on one hinge and slams into the wall. The chair skitters across the floor and lies against the wall. The Matamagus bursts in. Get down on the ground! Both policemen run into the room, straight at Jaeger. The Matamagus runs first. He has a mustache and is wearing a police uniform. He's holding a rough-looking stone club in one hand, twice the thickness and length of a typical police baton. He's running at full speed at Jaeger, holding up his club like he's ready to block an attack. Right behind him is a Domagus, also running. He doesn't have a mustache, and his hair is standing on end like it's been electrically charged. He's also in a police uniform. Jaeger looks surprised as the Matamagus stops, then swings the club at him. He steps back to dodge the attack. The Domagus sidesteps from behind the Matemagus and fires a bolt of lightning from his right hand. The lightning strikes Jaeger in the stomach and arcs across his body. Jaeger seizes up and leans forward, arms across his stomach as he falls to the ground, barely conscious. <sighs> he growled. You've got... You've got the wrong guy. The Matemagus walks to Jaeger and grabs him by his arms, pulling them behind his back. He takes a stone out of his pocket and presses it against Jaeger's wrists. 
The stones change into old-timey handcuffs. He then steps on Jaeger's lower back to hold him down. He holds up his club on his shoulder with one hand. In his other hand, he holds a stone chain that ties to the handcuffs. The Matemagus nods at the Domagus. The Domagus relaxes and starts pacing around the room. We have a warrant for your arrest. For theft and connections to organized crime. You're under suspicion for murder too, the Domagus added. You sure don't mess around. Jaeger tries to respond, but coughs instead. The Domagus walks around the room. He sees the curtain rods and notes the lack of curtains. He tries to open one window, which is locked. He tries the other one. It's unlocked and opens easily. The Domagus turns and looks at Jaeger. So you've been just sitting here? By yourself? No one else was here? Jaeger growls. Nobody. The Domagus crouches down near Jaeger and pulls his head up by the hair. With his other hand, he rests two fingers on Jaeger's carotid artery to feel his pulse. He focuses for a moment. It appears he's listening to Jaeger's heartbeat. The Domagus looks away from Jaeger for a brief moment. Looks like someone ran off with your drapes. Friend of yours, maybe? Jaeger grits his teeth, but doesn't respond. However, his heart betrays him. <laughs> That's so. Honestly, if you cooperate, we can reduce your sentence. Jaeger doesn't respond. This time, his heartbeat is steady. Gotta wonder who your friend was, the Domagus continued. Let me guess. One of your lackeys? Jaeger doesn't respond. Once again, his heart does not betray him. A partner, maybe. Jaeger once again does not respond. And once again, he is not betrayed. Don't tell me that was your girlfriend. Jaeger scoffs loudly. He's uh, amused by the idea. The Domagus pauses for a moment, thinking. Someone else, huh? How about a messenger? Jaeger grits his teeth at this. His heart betrays him. Oh! A messenger from a lackey? Or maybe a partner? Jaeger looks away. His heartbeat remains steady. The Matemagus, who's been waiting patiently throughout this, perks up. Can't do this all day, sir. Hang on. I think I got it. This was a messenger from your boss, wasn't it? Jaeger doesn't respond, but his heart betrays him. Now that's a new one. We thought you were the top of the food chain. 
I bet you're still the leader of your little resistance group. But you're acting on someone else's orders. Jaeger tries to get up, but can't. His heart is beating faster. Last chance, buddy. You spill the beans, you'll make things a lot easier for you. Jaeger's gritting his teeth even more. He's definitely agitated. His heart is beating even faster. <laughs> Fine by me. The Domagus lets go of Jaeger's head, which falls to the ground. The Domagus stands up. Now that we got you, just a matter of time until we find the guy who's pulling your strings. The Domagus looks to his Matemagus partner. Globum, gotta knock him out real good. I don't want him waking up on the way to the station. Yes, sir. The Matemagus grabs his stone club with both hands and prepares to make a brutal golf swing at Jaeger's head. Jaeger's muscles begin to grow and expand, causing his sleeves to split apart. He breaks the handcuffs, causing them to shatter into tiny little pebbles. He catches the Matemagus' club with one hand as it comes around towards his face. Jaeger sits up forcing the Matemagus to take his foot off of his back. The Matemagus panics. He's up! He's up! You had your chance, Jaeger, the Domagus replies. The Domagus fires another lightning bolt, but Jaeger grits his teeth and endures it on his knees. At this point, his shirt is covered in burns, and there are wisps of smoke wafting off of them. <sighs> Jaeger yanks on the club, pulling the Matemagus close, then punches him in the stomach. The Matemagus drops the club and stumbles back. The club reverts into an ordinary-looking rock. The Matemagus stumbles backward, clutching his stomach. Ugh! Stop ducking around! Fry him! The Domagus raises both of his palms and angles them towards Jaeger. Lightning bolts jump from his fingertips, zapping Jaeger all across his body. I won't let you! Jaeger's muscles continue to expand. His burned and tattered shirt shreds totally, falling off. His pants are torn even more. Lightning continues to arc across him, but now he barely even notices. The Mate Magus starts to panic. It's not working! The claws on both of Jaeger's hands begin to extend, growing sharper. The Mate Magus pulls two stones out of his pocket. One expands, shaping itself into a buckler on his arm. The other shapes into a smaller club that he holds in one hand. Jaeger gets to his feet and leaps at him, swinging wildly. The Matemagus expertly blocks one strike, then another with a confident stride. Go down, damn it! He slams the club hard into Jaeger's ribs, following it up with a strike to the shoulders, but they appear to have no effect. The Matemagus can't keep up as Jaeger thrusts the shield aside and then tears into him with both claws. Blood is thrown everywhere as the Matemagus falls dead.
eviscerated by one surefire strike. The stone buckler and club that he held revert to the stones that they were before. The Domagus is infuriated. You bastard! The Domagus continues to expel lightning from his hands, but Jaeger just shrugs it off. Realizing his attacks were having no effect, the Domagus tries to run. He books it for the door. Jaeger leaps at him, pouncing, grabbing him by the legs, and dragging him back into the room. Panicking, the Domagus generates even more lightning, producing electricity not just from his hands, but from his arms and legs and whole body. Jaeger endures it, gritting his teeth. This was the last bit of effort that the Domagus had to expend. He drops his hands, breathing hard, exhausted. Jaeger lets go of the Domagus's legs and steps onto his stomach holding him still. If this was just about me, I'd let you go. But I can't let you figure out who I work for. The Domagus doesn't speak for a moment, then says, The minute I saw you, I knew you killed before. It's all over your face. I'm protecting myself and my friends. You're a monster. Jaeger raises his claws and hesitates. He sighs. <sighs> A monster is what I need to be. I'm sorry. Jaeger slashes at the Domagus until he dies. Strike by strike. Blow by blow. Until there is nothing left of him. We watch from the window as his shadow continues to strike and continues to tear into the Magus. And as he does so, as he starts to relent, his muscles return to normal size. The expansion has taken a toll on him. Jaeger staggers to his feet, breathing hard, and leans against the wall with one shoulder. He looks at his arms and himself, covered in blood. What a mess. He slowly makes his way out of the room, staggering as he goes. End sequence one. This has been Animal Gear. <laughs>